What's up, Warriors? I'm Kaylee. And I'm Betsy. And this is the Not Your Mama Pod. The Not Your Mama Pod are not experts of anything but talking. If you need medical or professional help, we do encourage you in finding the appropriate resources. Please know we are just speaking of our experiences or of the experiences of other and have no medical degrees. Oh my God, it's just us. Oh yeah. How long has it been since it's just been us? Oh my gosh. I missed you. I missed you too. We have so so many amazing friends and community, but like, I kind of miss you. Just one-on-one. I I just need to chit chat. (laughs) Have a little chit chat patty whack, if you will. Yeah. So as we wrap up the year, um, we do have a few more episodes of just us, but oh my gosh. We, have a lot we don't of ever do episodes. it. We never do it anymore though. Like very, very randomly. So I'm I, so excited. Just, I know we're just smiling. Uh, so tell me how you're doing. Tell the, tell the crowd how you're doing. Cause let me not lie. I talk to you every day throughout the day, true. but yeah, I mean, we talk a lot. We just don't go face to face. That sounded naughty. Face to face. So tell our, our friends how you're feeling. Give them an update. I think the last time we oh did an update, you're talking about uh, switching hormone medications and like way back when, like you had no control over them still. So I have a lot of control now, much more control. She's living Um, her best life. Oh my gosh. We are, we are controlled. So I've been going to acupuncture. I don't even know what the last update would have shared. Okay. I, I feel like you just started or we're just starting. Like, I think it was that long ago. So I go to acupuncture pretty right. Actually it's been, I go next Saturday, I think, but it's been like a couple months because last time I was supposed to go, we had like this whole power outage thing. Like our whole <laughs> town was out and it was wild. But, um, so I've been going to acupuncture. I think that actually was a complete game changer for me. I wow. think that that helped balance my hormones so much. Also, uh, she had told me to start using clary sage oil. So I know that there are people who like believe in essential oils and there are people who don't. Mm-hmm. I figured it was worth a shot and sure. why not? So um, I think that that fully stopped my hot flashes though, which is wild. Oh. So um, if you like read about it, it does all of these things that I had never, I've heard of it, but I couldn't have told you anything about it. Um, awesome. So what else besides that? Um, my digestive system is way better. You even drink cold coffee. I can drink iced coffee from two places. <laughs> it's like, it feels very, very specific, but um, Starbucks iced coffee makes me really sick still. Yeah. Um, but there's two other local places that I really like to go to and I can drink iced coffee from both of them now. And it's like the greatest. <laughs> so you, like, It's so stupid because you're like, oh, it's just an iced coffee, but you don't know how much an iced coffee means to you oh, until you can everything have one. Yes. So I know we briefly recorded one-on-one to add our, our content onto the Myrtle Beach trip, but yes. Yeah. Let me just reiterate, because I don't know how in depth we've went in on these pods. B brought a whole box of gas X with her to Myrtle Beach for the entire group. Yeah. And it was like iced coffee, gas X, iced coffee, gas X. And yeah, like it was like, I, and I mean, I, before that I couldn't even tolerate it with a gas X. Like, no. 
So it was like better then, but it's like way better now. Like I can drink it and not have to take a digestive aid. <laughs> it was good enough for you to cool. risk it on vacation. And now I you're like, I'm doing a day of life again. Yeah. I was just like, it, it's so stupid. Like that was the dumbest thing that my hormones and like my gut health did to me. From you. It, just the most random thing is all of a sudden you can't, I still can't do like smoothies, um, ice cream of any sort. Like I can have like two bites of like a dairy-free ice cream before it makes my stomach start cramping. It's just, it's so weird. It's like the weirdest thing. It's the, I love when we have these really weird symptoms though, because sooner or later you're going to come across somebody that has it too. And it's just like, (gasps) like, it's so exciting to be like, there's two of us now. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I wasn't alone. It's the best. Yeah. So I'm doing much better. I still obviously am very fatigued. I have, you know, anxiety, but that's my life. So it happens to the best of us. It does. Um, But uh, before we get off of you, tell me what you're drinking. We're going to do it out of order today since we're going to talk about me a little bit. Oh yeah. So I am actually having, I'm going to take it out of my fancy. First off, she's a fancy koozie over there. (gasps) I'm having a cup of Pico. I just dis- I discovered those over the long weekend, which I, I you love. Had a, you had the ranch water ones though, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I love. That's why I, I posted. Yeah, I probably posted a ranch water too. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I, was say, I like those ranch water ones. Um, what are you having? What are you okay? What do you? What you sipping on? What What am I sipping on? What uh, this is sipping on? the most non Kaylee drink ever. Uh, I will preference this with I am in a period. And so I had like outrageous cravings over the weekend and I was checking out yesterday and I was like, oh, wine at the end of the shelf. So, you know, like the cheaper wine, it's a caramel apple Moscato, which I drink Ooh. reds. I don't. Yeah. I say that sounds so sweet. And like, I, I half expected it to get at home and like hate it. Yeah. Okay, I don't, I don't, I like it a lot. Now I don't know if I'm going to like it on my normal week. Is it like sickly sweet? It tastes like it literally tastes like those caramel apple suckers from like when you're a kid. So it's not like it's not too much. Like it's a little tart. Yeah. I drank half the bottle last night. I'm finishing it off right now. And then I just made it into a little sangria. So put chopped or vegetables, no, chopped fruit. So you have vegetables in your wine. (laughs) You know, actually, I probably would add a cucumber if I had it. I'm not going to lie. But there is a chopped up apple in there. And then I got a pink water or a pink pineapple from the store I had okay seen I've seen those before. going around lately but I couldn't I've never had one does it 10 just out taste of like 10. normal really it's it, it's like sweeter in a weird way it's so good you know how if you get especially if you do travel to uh, island you know how when you get the really fresh pineapple and it's sweet and then like mm-hmm. as it gets older it's like tartar or whatever yeah this is like the most fresh pineapple mm. and it wasn't that fresh because I live in the Midwest. So I'm a huge fan. I'm going to do it I'll more do, often. If I see it, I'll grab one. I did. I almost let it go to waste too, because I just forgot about it. And I got and back into town and I'm like, I think it's still good. Oh, so good. So glad I didn't let that go to waste. Kaylee in one week <sighs> from today, will I've had excision surgery and this is an epic thing. This is one week. huge hugely important and gosh I'm so gosh dang I'm so excited for you <laughs> you know what's crazy is Rita texted me this week and she's like oh my gosh in one week 
like we're pretty much saying like I could have I think she actually said pain-free but you could be less pain and I was like I haven't even thought about less pain yet you will not hear any of us say you're going to be pain-free zero percent of it's not possible you're right you will not hear any one of us say pain-free but hopefully your quality of life is better yeah I totally forgot about the like the thought process that maybe I could like, I'm just trying not to feel so bad daily. It's yeah. crazy to think like, what if my period didn't suck as much? <sighs> right. Do, do we actually hope? I don't think so. But anyway, yeah, okay. in one you, week. You can hope. I but, don't know. Uh, hope scares me. But in one week, one oh, week, one week, you I are... will be unconscious recovering at this time in one week. Well, you are getting cut open. Yeah. And uh so tell me how you're feeling. I know you're, I know you're feeling all of the things right yeah, now. Yeah. I've definitely been on a roller coaster. So I guess, and I'll let you ask me the questions because there's been so many things and what people may want to know and whatever. But, um, I think because it was a short turnaround, which for preference is the normal weight is five to six months. The only reason I'm getting it so quickly is because I have the ability to make the one appointment left in the schedule work this month. So it was do it. This was a uh, July like eighth when I had my consult, which was a month early because which I is calling. amazing because you're going to have this done by the time you would have even had your had first the consult. Appointment. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I kept calling and I was like, Hey, any cancellations, hey, any cancellations, people be annoying. It's okay. Am I on the cancellation list is what I kept calling. And so the Friday before the long holiday weekend for the 4th of July. I got a call and said, Hey, next Thursday, you can have your consult. And I said, okay, bet. And I made that happen. And then at the end of the appointment, my doctor was like, I have one appointment in July. You can have that. If you can, if you have, if you have not only the time and the ability of work, but if you have the finances ready, you can have it or your wait is five to six months. And I said, I'll do it now. Granted this is the eighth. So I thought it was going to be any time in July, not one week later. Yes. So I think it was what? 10 days. By the time I had the appointment, it was like nine days and like six hours left. Yeah. Insane. Um, (sighs) So I'm having surgery and now today is officially a week out. Yeah. You will be out of surgery by now. It's so crazy. It is crazy. And hopefully on your way to recovery and I know like just feeling better. I think your question was, uh, how do I feel? I don't know if I answered. So it's been a, it's been a roller coaster. I think because it's a short period of time, I have definitely went from like excitement to like, holy moly, how do I do everything in a week to like excitement again? I have not worried about my financial financial strain or things like that that I thought was gonna be like the real triggers like number one yeah you thought they're were yeah be like I don't care I'm just so list. like relieved that I can do this that yeah. I'm just I'm just riding the waves I don't know well and I think that's important too because like you knew that this was coming like you yeah. did um or you hoped that it was I coming. hoped it would yeah I, I had told myself it would happen by the end of the year now there was a huge like question mark with like yeah. the actual timing but I just said, you know, it's safe to say this year so I can plan for something and I'm prepared for it right. and I'm saving for it. And so it's nice. Like, I'm not going to lie though. I've had panic attacks. I got really scared the other night when I was in bed, remembering like how much it hurt and what's coming yeah. and a thousand percent. I, I found out well, some bad things about my blood. So now I'm a little scared that like it could, it could go bad, but overall, I just feel like relief. <laughs> I just think that, um, in general, like we've had so much medical trauma yeah. that 
I mean, you can't help but be afraid. And I mean, I have told you before, I'll tell you anytime, I was sure I was going to die. Like I was certain of it. So it's scary. It's so scary. Anytime you're put into surgery, like it's terrifying. Yeah. But um, you've got it's also like we're a chronic illness warrior and it's the only hope we got. So it's exciting. It is the first time I have taking steps in case it does not turn out right. Like this is, I've never even had that thought. So there's definitely that part of it. And then there's the other part of me is like <sighs> the biggest relief. So yeah, yeah you've got this. I'm so excited <laughs> for you. So I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. Yeah. Um, what are you looking forward to afterwards? <sighs> so good question. Cause I don't think I've really thought about after I can't imagine life not sucking so bad pain wise sickness wise um I will say probably if I could get rid of like so much pain in my hips lower back buttocks on a daily basis where like I realized the other day I don't wear heels as much as I used to and I don't wear like the ones I I don't wear heels at all so (laughs) I shouldn't ever but I still put them on but the ones I'm wearing are really safe still um I want to kind of have some freedom to like go back to dressing the way I want, go back to the gym the way I want and just be like a little bit more in life. So symptoms could stay as long as I could just like fully be me again. Yeah, no, I think that's, I hope that your symptoms don't stay. Yeah, and I get to be me. And you get to be with you. And um, there's a very real chance that that's going to happen. So I believe in you. You got this. All right something small or small things that you're excited for that other people might take for granted standing isn't that wild without like pain but also like I I have to support myself up most days at 31 years old which is crazy standing standing that's an insane thing uh yeah I I mean like it's everything I I truly think the the amount of energy my body gives into my physical sometimes makes things like PMDD worse because I'm absolutely exhausted when I get train wrecked by that. Right. Um, I just I think I could have a better quality of life, and it's just you, like the little yeah, absolutely, things. yeah, absolutely can have a better quality of life, and hopefully um, maybe not. Hopefully, finding... this guy knows what he's doing, and <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> seems pretty truth. good. Uh, TMI, but like maybe not finding blood across the bathroom on my cabinet when I have no idea how it could have got there. Got there, right? Like little things like that would be cool. Um, I'm sure there's a lot, but like anything specific that you're nervous for, just the recovery. <sighs> do you think? I don't. So I'm very much a like it doesn't suck until it sucks type of person. So like pain. You don't want to think about it. I don't think I'd have this arm <laughs> if I if I had a big fear. Um, I'm yeah. pointing to my tattoos, but pain doesn't bother me. She's not going like, to cut off one of her arms. Yeah, let me just. just I forget that this is auditory. <laughs> <laughs> pain doesn't scare me because I don't really like. I can't think about it, or I don't know. I just I until I'm in it. Um, my biggest my biggest fear is that it makes no difference. Yeah which is a very valid fear that you put all this time, effort, energy, money, money, money into this and it doesn't do anything. So, and I how think that disappointed a, not only I would be, but like everyone else would be for me. I don't think I could shoulder other people 
realizing I didn't get better or fighting them to tell them like, Hey, it didn't help. Like, yeah, that's right. Very because hard you, for me. you have this assumption that, um, you are having a surgery that you're going to yeah. feel better afterwards. And a lot of times with endo, that's not the case. Yeah. And, um, and it that wasn't be... for me the first time. And I still buy to the stage to explain it. I'm going yeah. into another surgery and I'm still trying to explain that I don't feel yeah. good. Like, yeah. Wow. So, um, I'm sure I'll have other thing to, things to say, but very specifically, I know that you talked to your doctor about a hysterectomy. I want to yeah. kind of get into that a little bit, just so people understand, um, yeah. that situation as well. So I'll begin that this is a very interesting conversation because it is July of 2022. Roe versus Wade got overturned. I had decided I wanted to walk towards a hysterectomy for this conversation before I even worked with this facility. Um, because number one, I think I could have adenomyosis. It depends on the physician if they believe that. Number two, I'm still really, really looking for a reason that I miscarried. And I want a cause. And so if I'm going to be honest with you guys, like I am with my therapist, I want to have adenomyosis because I want to have a reason why I wasn't a mom. Right. Um, A very valid reason why your child couldn't survive in your environment. That's okay. So I want that. I want the, I want the like thought that like I could have one surgery and feel better. (laughs) Like I want that. So there's a lot of things. And then I'm not going to lie to you with the political world. I am also terrified I may not be able to, not that, not that the hysterectomy at all is getting impacted specifically right now. I'm scared of where our future is going. And so all these things made me just be like, I know me, let's start mentally processing and working through this in therapy before we even get to that conversation. So that way, maybe by the end of the year, if I have to have a hysterectomy, I'm okay. Cause I say all this and I still know I'm going to have a huge mental impact when I have a hysterectomy. It's not going to be joyous for me. It's going to be very, very difficult, but I want to get there. It will be, it will be difficult no matter what. Yeah. I mean, let me preface that. Um, I will tell you that it will be less difficult if you find out that that organ is diseased, right? Like I made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. If you are validated in any way, like yeah. all of our conversations, like if you have some validation and you realize that that organ was really wrecking your body, it will be easier. It still sucks. Like, I mean, you're taking out an an organ, like you're taking out a body part that's supposed to do these things. And that didn't do them for us. But yeah, um, it's so deep. Like I'm an open book on this pod. I feel like sometimes I'm a little weird because I had so much infertility and I had a miscarriage and I never became a mom, but I still have my uterus. And I Sure. So there's, and I've referenced this a lot, but there's a lot of me that wants to be like, as much as it's going to suck, it's going to bring some closure for my heart yeah. too. I discovered this week and I haven't told you this. Um, I have a lot of fear with keeping my uterus because mm-hmm. I don't think I could lose this community. Yeah. And so I did, I texted you like the cliff notes of this, yeah. but like, I flat out said to this week that like, having B is more valuable to me than pursuing parenthood again. Um, but at the same point, like, I'm also terrified because like, if I were to get pregnant, so let's say the whole world changes and I could get pregnant, um, I'd be letting go a huge part of me because even if I didn't let go of the friendships, yeah, 
I, I don't fit this community the same and I respect this community more than anything else. And so my one-on-one friendships would still be there, but I'd lose a lot. And so it would mentally it would just like be a different, all over the place. <laughs> yeah. It would be a different dynamic. I mean, because you've spent so much time working toward coming to terms with, yeah, coming to terms with being childless. Yeah. And so for that to like, all of a sudden, like a switch being flipped I mean, you would have to set, spend some time processing that as well. Cause like, yeah. I mean, it it's, would be wild. So that's like the medical appointment. There's a couple things here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Were uh, we talking about something? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's all the reasons why like I advocate for it. I want it. I have feelings, whatever it may be. Um, and I've, I've truly come to peace with the fact that like, I'm not going to be a mom. I, I feel good with that. I'm right. not sad. And so I wouldn't have chose to be here. I still told you like the only way somebody could probably talk me to parenthood is if somebody showed up on my doorstep with a baby. And then I'd be like, I don't know. Let me think. Right. Is it worth the risk? So I legit talked to somebody about that today. Like I am so comfortable in my life that I think bringing a child into it now would wreck, like wreck me. I mean, I I don't, that sounds awful, but like, I, and I obviously don't mean it like that, but like, no, but like, you don't have an interest in that anymore. And yeah. that's really healthy for you. I don't think I'm there. I mean, I'm still the adult playing with the kids at every event. I was up late playing dominoes this weekend. And I had a three-year-old that there was a language barrier between meaning we could not communicate at all. She was in my arms for like two hours or sitting on my lap and we were playing. Like I still really have that maternal instinct. Yeah. And I don't think but I'm that really I... okay with like, this life too yeah I also I wonder Pass. if I never did <laughs> like, no I said that though yeah I have like I don't know that I ever had that maternal instinct because like kids aren't really like my jam like they're yeah. not my I love my teenage like I mean I love all my nieces and nephews don't get me wrong but like you really I like the teen years the teen years are like the coolest years that I've experienced so far I'm total opposite like infant to Five is my oh no favorite. I don't even want to touch a baby like <laughs> I tell you what my first job was no at 15 I worked in a nursery where I did the uh bedtime schedule all by myself Mm-mm. so from like 11 to 1 or noon to 2 I had six to eight infants in my care at 16 15 yeah, years I old. don't have any interest in that yeah I loved it <laughs> I excelled I yeah, used to have three people... babies in my arms like yeah. it was just like which is funny because my mom, when I got that job, side note, but my mom, when I got that job was like, I didn't even know you liked babies. And I was like, what? But like, apparently it was just like something I, I knew I did and I didn't like to like naturally right? we're good at it. Yeah. Whereas I, I'm not great with babies. I'm also not great with like super old people. <laughs> Like it's so stupid. I'm really great with people my own age. Well, that's still no, because... no, actually, I'm not even. I'm not even good with people my own age. The ones you like, though. The ones you like, you're really good with. <laughs> we digress. The um, ones who don't judge me. Right. So there's all that baggage. So oh, I yeah. go into my appointment and I ask for a hysterectomy, and I want to give my doctor like mad props because at the beginning he's like, oh, he brought up fertility. He brought up. He's like, question two or three. Uh, so like you would like to still conceive or something like so generic. And I was like, uh, I don't think so. Caught me off guard. He's like, you don't think so? And I was like, no, I think I'm good without kids. I'm here for pain. He's like, okay. And like, 
but like not demeaning, super respectful. You could tell like he was just like, okay, sh- obviously she wants this. And then as we go, I was like, actually, like I I put down on the thing, but I I, I want to talk about hysterectomy. And he's like, okay, well, tell me why, which was really cool. And so yeah. I told him, I think I could have adenomyosis. I've had a miscarriage. Um, and also I don't think I'm gonna have kids and I want to feel better. He said, okay, we'll talk about it later. And so then we went through like all the spiel about endo and what he does and his surgery and my hundred questions about his parameters for being allowed to cut me open. And then we get back to fertility and he does pitch fertility to me. He says he thinks um, I don't have to close the book completely. He said, but more so let's talk about hysterectomy first. He said, number one, I right now don't see a medical need for it. I don't see the data indicating that you have adenomyosis, which I don't know how he can say that. Cause a, right. lot of the, a lot of the symptoms are the same. So, but he was very honest with the fact that he goes, I won't know. I won't even know when I take it out, it'll be pathologist. He goes, though, he was like, the only thing I have to point to is if you have stage four endometriosis, there's data that says there's a greater correlation. I'm like, yeah, I'm like a stage two last I knew. Mm, and I'm so I'm going to guess you're further along. Yeah, <laughs> not last that, I not knew. That. Yeah. So, also, yeah. I, I referenced it in Zeta's episode, but the staging is totally, they, they've done so many studies. It doesn't mean crap because people now, are staged the same. They, and they're only they staging a, for ablation. Yeah. They, they guess what they think that you're at. Yeah. And the criteria, like they, they interviewed all these uh, physicians and the criteria each physician gave is gra- drastically different. So yeah. there's no standards. There's no real grading. Anyway, I digress. And so we <laughs> talked about that and I said, okay, I was like, let me humor you. What would that be? And he's, I was like, he's like, well, like kind of caught my questioning. I said, here's the deal. I won't do the Lupron. I won't do this specific breast cancer medication. I won't do this. I won't do this. I won't do this. I'm not going to do IVF. I'm not going to do this. So like, what would my options be? Talk me through it. And I won't go into detail because I wouldn't do it justice right this second. Like I'd have to go re-listen, but he doesn't do any of those um, big drugs. He still does trigger or do trigger shots. He still does try to manipulate your hormones in the best way. So medications aren't off the table, depending on where you are. It's a lot of tracking to figure it out, yada, yada. And I came to the end of this and I'll just kind of tell you guys where I am. Um, oh, sorry. We should probably touch on this. I also couldn't get a hysterectomy right now if I wanted to. Turns out it looks like I have a blood disorder, um, which go figure. Blood clotting has always been a big issue for Kaylee. Uh, but he was looking at my labs and he started asking me questions about like how many bruises. And so he's like, are you on your period right now? And I was like, I should start in a couple of days. And he's like, how many bruises do you have on your legs? And I was like, 12, <laughs> what have you done? I was like, swam in a pool and slept. And he's like, okay. And he asked me a couple other questions about like when I've had blood clots and my blood clots on my cycle. And he goes, like, it's really funny because this is all virtual because my doctor's four hours away. So he was like, he told me at the beginning, I'm going to bring up your charts. I'm going to look at them. So he's like, just staring at the screen while I'm looking at him. Right. And he goes, uh, your teeth bleed when you brush them. And I literally, like, my jaw hit the table and I was like, every day. I was like, I've went to dentists, doctors. I don't have genderitis. I do all these tests. It's so embarrassing to wake up and brush your teeth and spit out blood 
um, obviously it gives me horrible morning breath. It's an insecurity. Like I've done all these things and he's like, and no one's done a workup on you. I was like, well, sir, I don't know if you've met an endo person before, but we don't really <laughs> think doctors are always that great. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Also, they never connect the dots. Like who would think that your gum health or whatever is related to your blood? I mean, you should yeah. think that like you should, like, if you're bleeding I've everywhere. I've asked but, like, both medical professionals and dental professionals and like, it's not happened. And so the layman's terms for it is they think I may have what's like, I need an easy bruising workup, but pretty much my blood, there's something um, not efficient in it and it's not blood clotting. And that's probably why like post my last surgery, I had a blood clot enough that it, it shook a nerve in my body and made me pass out. Right. And um, so will they put you on like anti-clotting medication after this yeah. one or did he say anything about it? Uh, I will have extra precautions. It'll probably be like part of it he wants to see. Um, ideally, I would have had this workup done before the surgery and I tried, but, um, but surgery got scheduled. So yeah. Fast. And so they, they're probably gonna take some blood when I'm there, but like to have full results, they won't um, because I've already had an ablation. He's comfortable going ahead and doing this surgery, but hysterectomy would be off the table because when they cauterize and they take that uterus out, they're by major blood vessels and I'd have a high chance of bleeding out. So it's not a procedure that he would even condone let alone my emotions on deciding I am having an excision that is a fertility barring. So meaning I'm not doing thing, anything extra to have fertility. If I change my mind, it would be a fertility serving excision, which the only additional things is they would blow out my tubes and they would scrape my uterus. I can add that day of procedure if I decided to, I don't think I have an interest to, um, yeah. right I do now, know that I have fully pain-free. Yeah. And it, it adds pain to it. it, pain and cost. Um, sure. but I do think that even if I decided to add that, I wouldn't pursue any fertility treatments. Yeah. Even like cycle tracking with them. So it probably wouldn't even be worth it to add because I wouldn't actively try right now. Um, not to mention, even if I ever change my mind, which I hold that right, because it's my life. You can absolutely change your mind at any time. If you want, you have to also consider factors like my one hour zoom meeting was $450. It's so. a real thing. Like this is co costing you quite a bit of money right out the door. Yep. And then, um, I don't want to rush through this, but it's not a conversation for today's topic, but I did also have to grill him on Roe versus Wade. And let's say I had a total change of heart and I decided to have everything done. And I was in the situation where I wanted to have kids and I tried to have kids and I got pregnant and then I miscarried again because we still don't know why I miscarried. Um, medication I took last time is no longer available to me in Missouri. And I was like, well, what does a DNC look like in Missouri? And he's like, right now it's fine. And I was like, okay. He goes, and in Missouri, like if it's medically urgent or necessary, we have to still help. And I said, yeah, but that's another surgery. You're telling me that if I had a change of heart, that no matter what, if I got to a position, I got pregnant and I miscarried again, I would have to have surgery again. Right. And yeah. he's like, yeah. And I was like, that should be a huge deciding factor for an endo warrior because we have a life full of surgeries and every surgery can cause more adhesions and things like that. Like it's more another trauma, risk to my health. Yeah. So more healing, more trauma. There's so many things. More, more 
time off where, yeah. you know, FMLA and LOAs are not always acceptable and you look down upon it. Like there's just a lot of things. And I know that who I am. Think about. Yeah. yeah. So it was fun. Um, I did cry in that conversation like twice with him. So I was not as strong and cool and I am right she now. She was but though. Like I advocated. You did advocate. And I know that you had your list of questions and I know you were nervous. Yeah. And so I just want to say, I'm really freaking proud of you. So you. I'm proud of me too. And I'm proud of me for advocating and not just saying, no, I don't want to do that. It's yeah. like, let's have the, let's have the conversation. So I can tell yeah. you exactly where I'm hung up on. Hey. And I like, and I flat out said to like the first point I made was just so you know, mentally, emotionally, I don't know if I would survive another miscarriage. Yeah. And I don't Which know is if the hope of ever thinking I could get pregnant again, if you got me to hope, would be healthy for me mentally. And yeah, he which is immediately was like, I get it. Real yeah. thing. Like, so I think it's cool that he listened to you. And I think it's really cool that you advocate yeah. for yourself. Um, I will tell anybody the same thing that I told Kaylee is, and that I would tell you a hundred times over is that you know your body best. Don't yeah, let them do. tell you what you don't know because you do like you you know how how it feels to live with your sickness every single day and even if like by all golly if they could prove to me I could be a mom if I decided I don't want to be a mom I still have that right and it's just you can choose whatever you want to choose yeah um so this is part one uh we're gonna talk more maybe after surgery about how the actual process went probably on uh the the day of probably that night yeah can we make sure I'm on all the drugs (laughs) (laughs) I want to make sure it's really good (laughs) we'll do that no I am gonna I don't know if they're gonna be like vlogs per se because I I don't do well like I can't like trying to record myself and think about that when I have emotions but I am gonna try to document this process um a little bit more because I just don't feel like there's a lot of experience for others I do have a guide coming out for excision. It's literally just my experience, but like what questions I asked, how much it costs for me. Maybe here's some things you should think about extra expense wise, like your hotel and your gas and things like that are coming up. Um, and then like, yeah, we'll keep talking about it. Cause I do think it's really interesting and I'm learning a lot of things. I even have like how I found my doctor. Cause there's not a guide for that. I love that. We'll keep, we'll keep sharing. Cause I mean, I guess that's what I have experience in now. I'm so proud of you. Oh my God. I can't wait. Oh my goodness. Oh, so proud of you. And I love you. I love you too. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop. So this has just been our cute little, yeah. Very little chest face. What did I say? Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, <laughs> bang, bang. This <laughs> is uh, Kaylee's Road to Excision Part 1. Part 1. Yes. And okay. you're amazing. Love you. Oh, wait. This has been the best episode because it's just the two of us. Episode. I haven't gotten to say that in forever of the Nacho Mama Pod. Bye. Bye. Like, subscribe, share, help us out. Leave a comment. Do the things.